0: Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. Well, it's great to see you. Welcome to Blue Ridge Church. Those of you uh, joining us online or our online campus, it's great to have you with us as well. And if this is your first time here, uh, we're glad. That you're here. Uh, well, you can seriously just relax. We're not going to you know, make you introduce yourself or anything. We want people to feel comfortable coming here and, and listening to however much they want to listen to without having anything forced on them. So we're glad you're here as well. So hopefully you've been getting uh, a little something, if not a lot of something out of this series that we've been in, Parenting Perception or Reality. And just to kind of catch you up, we're looking at not just Parenting, but healthy relationships. So this series has been a benefit and will be a benefit to us whether you know we have kids, we have grandkids, even if you don't have kids, we have responsibility when it comes to children. And our whole goal is to prepare kids to become responsible adults. So we looked that very first week at how our tendency as parents and grandparents is to make our kids have you know, experience rich lives, if you will. They get to do all the experiences. They have all the opportunities. They they do all the activities and go to all the camps and play in all the games. So we're running all the time. But a lot of times that's at the detriment of their relationships. We don't invest in them all that much relationally. So we looked at those relationships that every kid needs. They need a relationship with God. They need a relationship with us, their parents, and they need a relationship with people that are outside of our immediate family, and we talked a little bit of how we can influence those relationships. Well, then, last week we looked at how we are the greatest spiritual influence in the life of our kids, and I know that's scary, but uh, the best way to handle that is to simply model Christ in our home every single day, and it gives them that spiritual foundation. Again, the whole goal is simply to prepare them for life, to set them up to be responsible adults, and we want our kids to grow up with confidence, right? We don't want them to be arrogant or full of pride, but we want them to be confident in who God's created them to be and who they are and, and, and confident that they can handle the world and they can take life on. We want our kids to have good character, right? That's that moral compass. Whether your kid ever you know, accepts Christ or not, we still want them to make good decisions in life. So all the things we're talking about in this series is simply to build into children and to prepare them to be the most responsible adult they can be, and hopefully they do grow up to know Christ and have Christ as a part of their life. So, so what I want to do today is I want to talk about, and for the next several weeks really, and I'll probably get Matt to help me one week, but what are the things that kids need in their lives? You know, we've looked at the experiences, we've looked at relationships, but what are key things that we can do each and every day to make sure that we're instilling in the life of our children? Again, to make them responsible adults. I've been reading this book, it's, it's spiritual principles on how to radically change your your family. And it talks about these things as well. You know, parenting seminars will talk about these, some church series or, or studies will talk about some of these things we're going to look at. But all of these things are key in the life of a kid. And, and just that disclaimer that we cover each week, there's no guarantees, right? There's no guarantees when it comes to parenting that our kids are going to turn out this way, or that way, there's no guarantees you're going to grow up to know God and have a relationship with Christ or, or, or love Christ. but if we do the things intentionally that we're talking about in this series with our kids and our grandkids, our, our nieces, nephews, any kids we come into contact with, we uh, are improving the odds. The odds are going to go in our favor that our kids are going to be responsible adults. And these are simple things. You're going to see how these things can benefit you if they're in your life, but you can definitely see how they're going to benefit our children. So the very first thing that any good parenting book's going to tell you that our kids need is they need assurance. They need security in life, security and assurance that we know, even though we don't, what we're doing as parents right? That we take the responsibility of parenting seriously and we assure them we've got this. We got this. We're going to take care of you. We're going to be your parent. We're going to be responsible parents. That's what every kid needs. They need to know that their parents have their job under control, that they know what they're doing. So Here's learning number one. We'll just go ahead and write this down. If you're following along with our notes, they're available on the Church Center app. If you've downloaded that on your phone, if you haven't, I encourage you to do that. You can scan that QR code on the seat back, or if you're watching online, they'll send you a link. If you can't find the note tab on on the website. But learning number one, kids need to know that we value our job as a parent. They need to know that. They need that assurance in this crazy world that we live in, they need to know that we understand we're the greatest influencer in their life. And if we don't believe as a parent or even as a grandparent that we, have, we play a significant role in the life of children or our children, then we're heading down the, the wrong path. You know, you're just going to become like a hotel manager of your own bed and breakfast where your kids eat and they sleep and they go to school every day if you don't think your responsibility is is huge, and the problem today let's just let's just admit it is a lot of parents don't take responsibility for their children. They don't take their role as the parent seriously and understand fully how much responsibility that they truly have. And and I get as parents how we worry about outside influences, and, and I think that's good. You know, we worry about the ill effects of the internet and the video games they play and the. Uh, you know, the friends that they keep. And and that's good. We should be concerned about those things. But if we take our role as a parent seriously and understand that responsibility, the Internet and the world has nothing on us. They're not going to be able to influence our children as much as we're going to be able to influence them. Because our actions as parents, our beliefs as parents, our thoughts as parents, our outlook on the world as parents, that has the greatest influence on the life of our kids. And here's the great thing, regardless of how much we've messed up as parents, how many mistakes we've made, the wrong, you know, you make the wrong call, you make the wrong decision, regardless of how many times we've messed up, our kid still sees us as a hero. They do. I mean, there's all kinds of superheroes, right? Batman and Wonder Woman and Iron Man and the Black Widow and all these superheroes, and they're great and kids love them, but you are truly their superhero. They want you to influence their lives. They want you to give them direction. Even if it's a teenager and they're fussing with you and arguing with you, they need direction and influence from their parents. And that's really God's design for the family unit. That's how God created the whole family system to work. And God highly values children. Listen to the Old Testament. Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. I love this verse. Children are a gift from God. They are his reward. Children born to a young man are like sharp arrows to defend him. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them. Children are a reward from God. In other words, children are the best gift possible that God could give us. Or as grandparents, or even if we don't have kids of our own, when we get to interact and spend time with kids, that is an incredible gift from God. God's saying, I place a very high value on children. And God wants us, especially as parents, to have that same feeling about our children. I bet you don't always feel like your children are a gift from God, right? But they are. That's what he's saying. They're precious to me and they should be precious to you. You you should think, man, this is the best gift that God could have ever given me. Or my nieces and nephews, they are the best gift that God could have ever given me. And Jesus made a very similar statement in the book of Mark. Listen to Mark chapter 9, verse uh, 36 through 37. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. What's Jesus saying? Their kids are incredibly valuable. Yes, Jesus is saying if you welcome a child, you welcome Jesus. If you welcome a child, you welcome God. And I think just those verses puts our job as parents into eternal perspective. God gave us an incredible amount of responsibility. But he also put a lot of trust in us that we would take that responsibility as parents seriously. So I think our calling as a parent is incredibly important. It's part of our job description to take it seriously and to let our kids know we take it seriously and that we understand what our responsibility is and that we got this. Because what that's going to do is that's going to give your kids that assurance and security for the rest of their lives. You build it into their lives now. I've got this. It's going to make them more confident when they become parents. Now, is this easy? No. None of this is easy, and I don't have it all figured out. If it was easy, everybody would, would do great in parenting, and everybody would take that responsibility. Listen, I, I, I've told you before I was a very naive uh, husband when I first got married. I was also a very naive parent. It's like I told you the first week. I thought this is easy. You know, parent, it couldn't be that difficult. So, when we had our first child, we had this plan that our neighbor was going to watch our child while I worked and while my wife worked. Well, I think it was two weeks after Christian was born, our neighbors announced to us that they were moving to Corning, New York. That, that was a little bit far to drop her off every day and have them watch her. So, we're like, we got to we got to figure something else. And so we made the decision, and it's not a decision everybody wants to make or can make, but we made the decision we're going to sell this house and we're going to move into a smaller house and one of us is going to stay home at least while they're young so we can get through this period. And Lisa was the one that stayed home, and I thought, man, she's got it made. This is going to be it's going to be easy on her. I'm the one that's got to go to work, right? So I did what every naive uh, wife does if her husband stays home or every naive husband does if his wife stays home. I I walked in the door one evening, looked in the living room, looked at the chaos that had occurred from that day. And what came out of my mouth? What did I ask my wife? Thank you. There's some other not so intelligent parents (laughs) in here. I walked in and I said, what did you do all day? Listen, if you don't have kids yet and your husband's planning on staying home with the kids or you're planning on staying home with the kids, if you're the wife, do not ever ask that question, all right? Because after I regained consciousness, I realized, (laughs) you know what? That was a dumb question to ask. And so I took a day off from work and I stayed home and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the most impossible job in the world to do. And so we had a little talk, you know, my wife and I. She's had a lot of talks with me since we've been <laughs> been married. And, and, you know, we both knew this isn't easy. We've got to each do our job, and we've each got to be responsible, and we've got to help each other through this. But if we'll realize that it's difficult, and if we'll take it seriously, and we'll let our kids know that we take our responsibility seriously, we're going to build security in them. In assurance in them in a world where there's no assurance in security. So our kids need that. They need to know we get our job and we take it seriously. What's another thing that kids need? They need our time, right? We need to spend time with our kids. If we're the greatest influencer in the life of our kids, that influence is going to come by spending time with them. So learning number two, Healthy kids will be the outcome when parents are active and present in their lives. So we've got to be active and present in our kids' lives. We can't just have the kids and not be active and present in their life. And I've heard the argument, well, we spend quality time with our kids, you know, or, uh, you know, quantity time. I, I heard that all through corporate America quality time versus quantity time. And for most things in life, that does work quality time over quantity times. So when it comes to raising kids, it doesn't. You have to spend both quality time and quantity time with your children. And I know some of you may be watching or, or here and you want to argue with me on this and say, well, no, Scott, you know, we're busy, we got all these things going on? Are, are, you, are you trying to make us feel guilty because we don't spend a lot of time with our kids? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. If, if you're continuing to pursue what you want and what you need over what your kid needs, right? If you're putting your priorities over the priorities of the life of your kid, then yeah, you should feel guilty. That you don't spend enough time with them. And let me tell you how this played out. This is another one of the talks my wife and I had. But it was amazing how much my selfishness started to come out when, I had, uh, when we had our first child. Because you have that first child, and I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. If I wanted to go out in the garage and work on a car, I wanted to be able to do that. If I wanted to go fishing and stay gone all day, I wanted to still be able to go fishing or hunting or do whatever I wanted to do. And, and quickly, my selfishness came to light. And we talked and realized we've made a commitment to bring children into this world. We have a responsibility. And so I either had a choice. I was kind of at a crossroads. I can either continue to make life about Scott and what I want to do, or now it's about my responsibility as a parent. And, and we decided, hey, you know what? Life's not about us right now. It's about being parents, and our responsibility as parents. And, and so we have to spend more time with our children, they will appreciate it someday. And when you're older, they're going to appreciate it, that you spent time with them and and you built into them and you encouraged them and you guided them and you strengthened them. They're not going to appreciate that we're at work all the time and working harder and harder to earn more and more to stroke our egos or whatever it is, but they're going to appreciate the time that we spend with them. And listen, this, this isn't anything new It's not something that I just came to this revelation of. This is God's design. This is God's plan. Presence is a huge deal for God. He wants to be present in our lives. We need him present in our lives, right? So when God sent Jesus to this earth, he he died on a cross for our sins, right? Then he rose from the dead. And then what happened? He went back to heaven. He ascended back to heaven. What did God leave us with when... He, when Jesus went back to heaven his holy spirit the part of god that is present with us all the time look at second timothy 1:14 through the power of the holy spirit who lives within us so god left a part of him to live with us to guide us to lead us to direct us to assure us we need to do the same thing for our kids You know, long before your kids may ever know who Christ is or God is, think about almost your role as the Holy Spirit, right? Your presence in your kid's life is crucial, just like the Holy Spirit of God is crucial to your life, to guide them, to lead them, to direct them. So it's very important that we spend time with them. And it's been years ago, and I don't remember if it was a book or it was a, a conference I went to, but they were talking about violence in teens and anger in teens and a lot of studies on this and a lot of interviews with with adults, you know, when they were teenagers. And a lot of the cause of violence in teenagers was because their parents weren't available to them. The inaccessibility of their parents because their parents never spend any time with them. So it's important and crucial that at least when they're young and as they're growing up, we spend some time with them. How do we how do we do that? I mean, we live incredibly busy lives. We got to be careful to the things we say yes to. There's some important things you need to do, you know, and a lot of those are going to be around your spiritual life, but there's other things we don't have to do right now. So I think a great question to ask is, what is it I'm doing right now that's taking time away from my family that I really don't need to be doing right now? For me, it was maybe fishing and hunting, right? I can do that later. I can do that after I get my kids raised. But what is it you're doing right now in your life that's taking time away from your kids and you don't need to do that, that you could stop doing? Listen, you should be involved in your kid's life like their activities. You know, we talked about how we give them way too many life experiences. We got to manage those. But once they do something, whether it's, you know, maybe they're going to do dance or swim lessons or going to play on a sports team, be active In their life when they do that. In other words, go to their games. I coached uh, the little girls that play softball when Kristen was young. I don't know what they called it. They didn't use a T. It was actually coach pitch. But it amazed me how many parents didn't come to their kids' games. I'm like, these kids are so stinking cute. It's so fun to watch. And there was parents that wouldn't even go to their kids' games. And that broke my heart. So if your kids do things that you're going to allow them to do, you need to be a part of it. I know things are going to come up. I know there's going to be emergencies, but that should be the exception and not the rule. Well, it's not going to be a good game. It's not about whether it's a good game or not. It's for your kids, right? So we need to be engaged. Another thing we can look at is, you know, what we say yes to and um, look at your career. 4.3 million people quit their job in August. You've read about it, the great... Resignation, right? What is it you're doing in your job that you don't have to do to survive? I don't talk about thriving, you know, and building, 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 but what is it you're currently doing in your current career or job maybe that you don't need to do to survive that you could cut back on a little bit so that you get more time with your kids and with? your your family. And again, none of us have this figured out. If it was easy, we'd already do it. We'd already have it all managed. Our time would be great. We'd have plenty of time with our kids. And and this is hard for me, especially, even at my age when my kids are older. It was hard when I worked in corporate America to balance home and, and work, right? But I'm in ministry for a living. You're in ministry Probably from a volunteer perspective, you know, you serve with the greeters, you serve with the kids or whatever. But what I have to remember is even though it's my faith, even though I'm in ministry, the pastor, being a pastor of this church is just my job, right? I mean, that's why I don't speak every Sunday or do every marriage or funeral. It's, it is my job and I got to balance my job with my family. My priorities are the same as yours. What's our first priority? It's our relationship with Christ. What's our next priority? Our marriage, if we're married. And then after that, it's our kids. That comes before our vocation. So what is it in your career or job that you're doing that you don't really need to do in order to survive and provide for your family? Because I'll tell you, your boss isn't going to look out for your best interests. I hope that's not a shock to anybody in here or anybody watching, but your boss isn't. You have to manage that. And sometimes you're going to have to say no, or I'm not going to go on to that next promotion because it's going to take that much more time away from my kids and away from my family. So kids need the assurance that we take our responsibility as parents will. They need us to spend time with them because we are the greatest influencer in their life. What else do kids need? This book I'm reading says they need memories, good memories. And, of course, time and memories go hand in hand. If we're spending quality time and quantity time with them, we're going to create good memories for them. Why are good memories so important? Because when they're an adult and they're looking through the junk of their life, they're going to remember those good memories. And they're still going to have a positive impact on our, our kids. How do you create good memories with your kids? Do things consistently. Do things that are unique to maybe to your family, like a tradition or something. It doesn't have to be expensive around or around the holiday or I- anything that it can be, but just do something that's unique to your family that they're going to remember. That's positive. Like I've I've heard families say like you know Friday night is pizza night, something as simple as that, or every Friday night you know we watch a movie as a family, or we do family night once a month, or. You know, every time we go on vacation, we find a putt-putt course, and we play putt-putt. Your kids will remember that, and they'll have good memories from it, and it'll be positive for them when they get older. You know, every birthday, we, you know, we get to eat the cake before we eat our dinner, whatever. In the first service, I said, you know, Dad let me ride without a seatbelt. That wasn't a good example that I used (laughs) as creating positive memories. But your kids will remember that stuff when they're adults, and it'll be good for them think about your childhood. Think about the good memories that you still have from your childhood, no matter how old you are. Now, I know some of you say, you know, Scott, I don't have a lot of good childhood memories. Maybe all your childhood memories were negative and that breaks my heart, but you still have a chance as a parent now to flip that, right? To take that negative stuff that happened in your life and make sure that never happens in your kid's life and only create positive memories for your kids. So ask this question and it's learning number three, What will your kids remember about you? That's a scary thought, right? Are they going to remember that you were engaged in conversation with them or you just always yelled at them? Are they going to remember that you helped them as they grew up or you hindered their development? Were you nagging or always there? For them, what are your kids going to remember about you? Proverbs 4 10 through 11. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. Have good memories with your kids. What else do kids need? They need our time, they need memories, they need to know we got our job they need to know they're loved. Tell your kids all the time that you love them. Show them that you love them. Assure them that you love them. I'm 57 years old, and when I talk to my mom on the phone, she, t- she still tells me she loves me. I tell my kids all the time, I love you. Let them know they're loved. It, I remember when uh, we had our first kid, and there was a childhood book that we got as a not a wedding shower, baby shower. We had a baby shower. And we got this book, I'll Love You Forever. You know the book? I'll Love You Forever. I'll Like You For Always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. And so we get this book, and, you know, at night we'd let our kids pick a book. We'd sit in bed with them, and, and we'd read it to them. Well, my child brings me this book. Kristen brings me this book. She's like two years old and says, hey, read this book. I'd never read the book. And it's about this mom who at each stage of her son's life, she, she's reading that, she's telling him that, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. And then, you know, she has him on her lap when he's a baby, and then when he's a toddler, and when he's a teenager, when he's sleeping, she has him on his lap. Even when he's an adult, she sneaks into his home, he's got kids of his own, puts her son on her lap, and... and, and says this saying to him. Well, then you get to the end of it, and it's the son, and he's holding his elderly mom in his lap, and he's, you know, he's saying the saying to her, you know, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living my mommy, you'll be. I start crying. i was like, oh my God. I mean, I'm bawling. I traumatized my two-year-old child. She's like, What's wrong with daddy? You know, this is, a, this is a book we should be having fun. And my wife comes in and there's this tears streaming down my face. I'm, you know, crying. She's like, what's the matter? My poor second daughter, Nicole, I never read her that book. I'm like, I can't. If they ever have kids, you're going to have to read it to them because I can't read them that book. But it just showed me the importance of how valuable it is when we tell our kids and show our kids that we love them. Some of y'all are thinking, man, that guy can't handle a child's book. Listen, there was another grown man that came up to me and said, man, that book's terrible. I'd never read it again. So thank you, sir, for for backing me on this. But tell your kids that you love them because at some point they're going to become an adult and they're going to have that day or that week, then they wonder, does anybody love me? And they're going to quickly remember, yeah, dad loves me. Mom loves me. My grandparents love me. They're going to wonder if they're just a number in the machine or if somebody loves them. So learning number four, the love and memories we give our kids now will assure them when they're adults. We may be long gone, but it's going to assure them whatever age and stage they are in life that we love them. Love and memories are huge. And and if we can do this, if we can do these things we talked about today, it doesn't matter how many times we mess up in parenting. If we can love them and give them good memories, we will get an A in parenting. No matter how much we blow the other stuff. You know, their shirt's on backwards when they go to school. Who cares? As long as they know we love them and we create good memories for them. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is we're going to continue to talk about these things that our kids have to have, that are simple. A lot of them piggyback on each other. It's just a way of being intentional about our parents. Again, trying to set them up for success, to be hopefully Christ-loving, responsible adults. But we're going to talk about these things, and I don't want you to miss it. If you can't be here or you can't watch online, you can watch it during the week. But we owe it to our kids. But if we'll do the things we talked about today, let them know that we understand our role as their parent and, and we've got it and we're going to be responsible. If we'll spend time with them and create memories when we're spending time with them and tell them all the time that we love them, we're improving our odds. It takes work. I, it's easy for me to stand up here and talk about it with the pastor hat on. And it's easy for me to talk about it from the parenting hat because I love my kids. Have I ever uh, always gotten this right? No. My kids still bust me. You know, they'll come over and we'll have a, a family meal or something I'm like, that. why are you texting somebody? Why are you taking that call? Why are you doing that? You know, you're not, you're not spending time with us. You're not listening. It takes discipline. But what I've learned over the years... Uh, you know, as a pastor or even in corporate Americas, no matter how terrible my workload was, no matter how many things I had going on, if I do the right things, spend time with my family and my kids, get those priorities right, everything else is going to work out. Right? Everything else is going to work out. We're all on this journey and we're going to figure out how do we become better parents? How do we make our kids a little bit better prepared once we're gone or once we don't have that influence on them anymore? By doing this and by doing these things, we're going to make ourselves healthier. We're going to make our kids healthier. We're going to make our marriages healthier and our families healthier. And that, in turn, does what to the body of Christ? It makes our church healthier. It makes our community healthier nobody's got all the answers but we're going to figure it out and often we have to have wisdom greater than our own we have to seek God's word and say God what do you say about this if he places that much of our priority on children I bet he knows how we need to raise them and how we need to love them and encourage them and the great thing is whenever we get stuck Whether you get stuck in in your marriage or stuck with your parenting or stuck in your job or stuck in some area of your life, God's got wisdom for us. He always does. I love Proverbs chapter 2. Listen to verses 1 through 5. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. I think God today has just given us some understanding, given us just a little bit of his wisdom when it comes to kids. And we need tons of wisdom when it comes to raising kids. Don't ever forget that God's not just pushing that responsibility off on us. He walks through it with us. He encourages us and strengthens us so that we can do what we need to do. And he's always available for wisdom. We just got to ask, hey God, how do I have this conversation with my teenager? God, give me some guidance on how to bridge this conversation. And he'll give it to us. So this week, let your kids know we understand our role. If you're a single parent, I know. There's nobody else. It's just you. And maybe when we talked about that time, maybe, maybe you started to get a little defensive. Let me, let me encourage you if you're a single parent. What I've noticed about single parents is often they spend more time with their kids than two-parent families. And it's because they say, you know what, it's not about me. It's about my kid right now. Wherever it is, spend time with them. Tell them that you love them. Build those memories. And I think we'll be happy with the outcome. Let, let's pray together. God, thank you again so much for the opportunity to have kids in our life. Lord, maybe it's grandkids, maybe it's it's children, maybe it's nieces and nephews or just friends that have kids. Whatever role that we play, Lord, help us to do these things we've talked about today, whether we're the parent or not, to help the next generation to encourage them. Lord, thank you for all the kids just here on Sunday mornings to see their excitement when they come into your house. Lord, that they're coming with joy, not coming crying and kicking and screaming. Lord, we want to prioritize our kids, so help us to do that this week. Help us to start pouring into them a little more each day. We take our responsibility seriously and the trust that you put in us that we know what we're doing and we can do this. God, thank you for these parents. Give them rest. Give them strength. Give them wisdom and guidance. You tell us you'll give us that and we're calling on you. Lord, their job is so hard and it gets harder every day. But just encourage them to not give up. To keep moving forward. And God, like we pray every, uh, have prayed every week in this series, we ask that you don't give up on our children. That you don't give up on anybody's children. That you would continue to call them until they know who you are and have a relationship with you. You tell us in your word that your desire is that everybody is saved. So we're asking for you to continue to call on them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for everything you do for us in Christ's name. Amen. All right, as we finish up, if you want to finish filling out those connection cards online through that church center app or through that QR code, if you've got prayer requests, man, please let us know what's going on. I know it has been a tough, tough season, and we've got a prayer team that prays through those each and every day. If you don't put in a prayer request during the week and you get one during the week, all you got to do is go on our website. Hit the care tab and then the prayer request tab and you can fill it out and it immediately gets sent to our entire prayer team. Uh, If you are worshiping today through generosity, you know how to do that online or you can do that in the black boxes on your way out. I hope you have a terrific Sunday and you will come back and see us next week or watch with us next week. God bless you guys.